Welcome to a Swifty Snapshot Podcast. Hi, I'm Silver. This is a Taylor Swift podcast about her songs. From her debut album, to her ninth studio album, to her re-records, Taylor's version, and beyond. Each episode will go through an individual Taylor Swift song, include guest appearances from fellow Swifties, and touch on current Taylor news or Easter eggs. Jump then fall with lifelong Swifty Silver as she shakes it off, occasionally does something bad, and becomes even more enchanted with Blondie. Are you ready for it? Welcome to a Swifty Snapshot Podcast. Hi, I'm Silver. I want to begin by sending my thanks to Hillary for her guest appearance on the podcast last week. If you haven't had a chance to listen to last week's episode, make sure you go back and do so. We break down track number six from Fearless, Taylor's version, You Belong With Me, Taylor's version, and it is a phenomenal episode and discussion. So if you haven't listened to it yet, go back and do so. Or if you have, go back and re-listen to it. It is quite an encounter. So thank you so much to Hillary and make sure you go and give her a follow and like her social media content, hyper up in that way. Today's episode of A Swifty Snapshot is episode seven of season two and the Fearless Taylor's version era. Today's song is track number seven, Breathe, featuring Colby Calais, Taylor's version. This song was written by Taylor and Colby Calais. The stolen version was produced by Taylor and Nathan Chapman. And Taylor's version was produced by Taylor and Christopher Rao. Breathe was released on October 21st, 2008 as a promotional single. Then as a part of the album released on November 11th, 2008, And finally, Taylor's version was released with the album on April 9th, 2021. This song was written about the end of a friendship. Taylor was in love with Colby's 2007 album, Coco, and wanted to collab with her. Breathe is about having to depart from someone, but not necessarily blaming anyone. Taylor believed the scenario was one of the most difficult goodbyes, saying, when it's nobody's fault, it just has to end. Taylor goes on to have said, it was total therapy because I came in and I was like, look, one of my best friends, I'm going to have to not see anymore. And it's not going to be part of what I do. It's the hardest thing to go through. It's crazy listening to the song because you would think it's about a relationship and it's really about losing a friend and having a fallout. There is a lyric music video for Breathe featuring Colby Calais Taylor's version that was released on April 9th, 2021, along with a re-record. Breathe was nominated at the 2010 Grammy Awards for Best Pop Collaboration with Vocals. Now, for performances, Breathe is the first of the previous six songs from the season that was not performed on the Fearless Tour. Taylor only performed Breathe on the Reputation Stadium Tour as a part of the surprise song set. It was on August 18th, 2018 at Miami Gardens in Florida. And Taylor said, prior to performing the song, I'm 99% sure I have never played this song live. And while I was doing my research, I can confirm this because I couldn't find any other live performances of Breathe. So if there are any more out there, make sure you send them to me. But this was the only performance that I could find. So it is a rarely performed gem. Breathe is certified gold in the U.S., 
The hidden message for this song is I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, which are, as we will come to find out, the lyrics for the outro. And finally, Breathe is a part of the Fearless Taylor's Version chapter, the Halfway Out the Door chapter. Let's get into the lyrics for Breathe, featuring Colby Calais, Taylor's Version. We begin with the intro, which is just an acoustic guitar melody. For some reason, <laughs> I thought that there were the in the intro too, but it comes later in the song, but <laughs> nope, it's just the guitar melody. So we begin with that. And then we go into verse one, which is sung solely by Taylor. I see your face in my mind as I drive away. <laughs> I put in my notes, immediate pain. <laughs> Taylor brings us into this narrative immediately. And Hillary and I discussed this last week, where we talked about how the lean-in moments for Taylor's songs happen quite quickly. And here we get this narrative of Taylor driving away from potentially the actual fallout episode with this friend. She is reliving what happened. She is reliving the fallout. She's reliving the memories and almost putting herself through that constant torment, that sucker for punishment, if you will, because none of us thought it was going to end this way. This lyric reminds me of the saying that people are in your life for a reason, a season or a lifetime. I think the interesting thing about that saying is that if we have close friends or relationships, we always start out with the lifetime intentions, I feel, as in we don't go into these close connections with like, oh, this is just a seasonal <laughs> moment in my life. I feel like we always start out with the lifetime. And that is why we do end up in such sad scenarios with such heartbreaks. And that is why we don't anticipate them ending in this way, as Taylor says, because we we get it confused off the hop almost. Maybe that's just me and my little feeling soul, but I do feel like we tend to err on that side versus the other two, but it could be wrong. People are people and sometimes we change our minds. This is such a heavy line. Immediately my mind went to not everyone has to like you or get along with you. People are people. It's just going to be reality that connections ebb and flow, that people leave or pass on. And I'm not saying that to downplay the emotions or the experiences. However, it is a reality of life that people change their minds. I think the part about this is that Taylor is conveying that it was a choice to, I don't know if it was act a certain way or be hurtful in a certain manner. This wasn't just like an inevitable scenario that she came up against with this friend. This was a choice. So I think that produces more heartbreak or potentially more regret because it's almost like it could have been avoided or could have gone down differently. But it's killing me to see you go after all this time. This is it's difficult not to fall into the quote time wasted narrative. It's almost like, well, I've invested all of this energy, so then I have to have a certain outcome. It's is it saying, well, I deserve? I don't know. That's a difficult, this is a very deep thought provoking song because it asks some of life's hard questions, which we don't always necessarily have the answers to. And it has so many nuanced layers throughout it. This is then where we get the mm -mm's. 
after the first verse. And then we go into verse two, which is when Colby joins Taylor in singing and continues through the rest of the song. Music starts playing like the end of a sad movie. This is the credits, the end scene. This is almost defeat. This is not a fairy tale moment in Taylor's life. It's the kind of ending you don't really want to see. Almost as if Taylor is saying, well, if I would have known it would have ended this way, I would never have begun in the first place. I think many of us can relate to that emotion. Sometimes we get into these experiences where the heartbreak doesn't feel like it's worth the joy. I think as time goes on and healing occurs, I think we change that perspective. But obviously, this is very fresh. This is very raw. And Taylor's saying, I didn't want it at all because it's tragedy and it'll only bring you down. As I was saying, Taylor's unable to see the potential for the life experience here, the growth, the maturity. It's too near in the timeline. It's too tragic right now. So she just wants it all to be gone. This is such a heartbreaking place to be. Now, I don't know what to be with you around. This is grief. And I remember having this conversation with a friend of mine before. We describe heartbreak with romantic relationships, but we don't really ever take the time to grieve platonic relationships. We don't grieve friendships, if you will. Yet, I believe most of us have friendships that we have lost due to circumstances, due to locations. Obviously, there's different weights to different connections, but we don't. Sometimes we can get severely hurt by these events and by these heartbreaks, and we don't take the time to properly grieve it. For some reason, we don't classify it as as large of a loss as someone romantic or familial. And I don't understand why. And after that conversation, that concept stuck with me. Why don't we grieve friendships? The emotions can be just as valid and deep. We get the first pre-chorus, and we know it's never simple, never easy. This is a layered line on Taylor's part. Is she talking about life? Is she talking about friendships? Is she talking about saying goodbye? Is she talking about endings? I think she's talking about them all. Like, when you are in these deep emotions, nothing is simple and nothing is easy. Going to work, getting out of bed, getting dressed, those things feel like a huge monumental task because of the deep emotional state that you find yourself in. Never a clean break, no one here to save me. This is a misheard lyric on my part, and I don't really understand why I thought it was what I thought it was, but I heard it as, but for a clean break, no one here to save me. I don't really know what I thought that meant. That's how I heard it. So another misheard lyrics for the books. You're the only thing I know like the back of my hand. Chorus one. And I can't breathe without you, but I have to. We get our first title lyric here. Taylor is associating this heartbreak, this fallout with a lack of breathing, with a lack of oxygen. This other person meant so much to her. Ugh, the emotion here. It's so raw. It's so genuine. Breathe without you, but I have to. What a beautiful word layout this is. I'm going to read it all again together without the breakup for my little commentary. And I can't breathe without you, but I have to breathe without you, but I have to. It's so beautiful. And as I said earlier, it's as simple as getting out of bed. But if you can't breathe, how can you do that? Verse three. Never wanted this, never want to see you hurt. 
Taylor is beginning to look past herself now. First verse was very much looking within, experiencing all of it. And now she's beginning to look past herself to the other person that was a part of this whole heartbreak scenario. Every little bump in the road, I tried to swerve. This to me is that she stayed in a toxic or negative state longer than she should have. And we have all done it. And we probably will all continue to do so. We want to avoid this heartbreak as long as we can. Therefore, we find ourselves in these moments. But people are people and sometimes it doesn't work out. I love this phrase, the people are people. She used it in the first verse as well. But I have a question about it. Do you think it falls too closely to boys will be boys in that it excuses behavior? I don't know. I was wondering when I like was thinking about these words, but people are people. It's okay then if they just do whatever because they're people are people. I think it gives a little bit too much credit to human error. I don't know. It begs the question though. Nothing we say is going to save us from the fallout. This is Taylor saying, well, this is inevitable end. Almost as if she knew about this seasonal friendship longer than she cared to admit. The second pre-chorus, same as the first, and the second chorus, also same as the first, and then we get to the bridge. The iconic line, it's 2 a.m., feeling like I just lost a friend. The iconic 2 a.m. time of day for Taylor, that is where she does her biggest moments. Hope you know it's not easy, easy for me. It's hard to know what somebody else is going through. And sometimes when you are hurting the side, you just want the other person to see it and experience it in the way you are. This is Taylor exposing that part of herself. It's 2 a.m. feeling like I just lost a friend. She hasn't accepted this lost friendship yet. This is still this whole process and the song. It really shows that the grief process isn't linear because she keeps going kind of back and forth as to where she is with the fallout. But I like that it portrays it in that manner. Hope you know this ain't easy, easy for me. The third pre-chorus, and we know it's never simple, never easy, never a clean break, no one here to save me. Oh, oh. and this one lyrically and melodically is very different than the first two. And then we build into the chorus. I can't breathe without you, but I have to breathe without you, but I have to breathe without you, but I have to. We get an extra line at the end there. And we finish with the outro. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, which is the hidden message. Not so hidden. Sometimes we feel like we need to apologize. Regardless if we were at fault, we have this urge, I believe. It comes out in an attempt to salvage, maybe, in an attempt to save face. The apology urge is real. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. End of song. What a beautiful, elegant, simple, deep feeling song. Very underrated. So this song means to me, it means, well, when I was going through the lyrics and when I was researching, obviously it brought up different friendship losses and fallouts that I had in my life. And it brought those emotions to the surface and it brought those difficult memories to the surface. It just gives it validity and emotion and weight. Taylor finds something for every one of us and this song does that for me. 
Let's talk Taylor's trends. This is the part of a Swifty snapshot where we highlight different trends that Taylor uses in her lyrics. We have six potential trends to choose from. We have the weather trend, the colors trend, the calendar trend, the time of day trend, the style trend, and our newest trend, the transport trend. Let's see what trends she uses in this song. We have two Taylor's trends in Breathe. The first is the transport trend with the lyric, I see your face in my mind as I drive away for a total of one transport trend. And the second, the obvious one is the time of day trend. The lyric, it's 2 a.m. Feeling like I just lost a friend for a total of one time of day trend, leaving us to a total of two Taylor's trends for Breathe featuring Colby Calais, Taylor's version. This week's version of Taylor. Join me every week to discuss breaking Taylor news, whether that's spottings, Easter eggs, social media presence, or general Taylor news. Let's see what she's been up to this week. Taylor news. The big news this week is that Taylor released new music. She released This Love, Taylor's version, which is from the 1989 album. It was first announced in a trailer announcement for The Summer I Turned Pretty, which will be on Amazon. The book for The Summer I Turned Pretty is written by Jenny Han, who wrote To All the Boys I've Loved Before. Taylor posted on Instagram and the caption read, thank you at Jenny Han for debuting my version of this love in the trailer for at the summer I turned pretty. I've always been so proud of this song and I'm very three pleading face emojis about this turn of events. This love Taylor's version comes out tonight at midnight. Midnight was spelled with a space between each of the letters. Then at the same time, there was a merch drop called the old Taylor collection and it featured a 1989 shop and a speak now shop. I got so many things from this merch line. It was a sad day for my bank account. Let's just say that. But there were so many beautiful things. I cannot wait for them to arrive in a few months. Then when this love came out at midnight, Taylor posted again on Instagram saying this love and then in brackets, my version exclamation point is out. And I'm currently reliving the 1989 tour in my head and spiraling. It's fine. The song is just absolutely beautiful. Of course, we'll all run now to download it and listen to it. Then following all of this, there was a promotional billboard by Amazon Music for this love in Times Square. What a big week for Taylor and for the re-records. It was quite the emotional journey. Next, Taylor hit 209 million Instagram followers this week. And finally, Taylor will speak at the Tribeca Film Festival, where All Too Well, the short film, will be screened, and Taylor will discuss her approach as a filmmaker. That all takes place on June 11th. That's all for this week's version of Taylor and Breathe featuring Colby Calais, Taylor's version. Next week, we will be discussing Tell Me Why, Taylor's version. Don't forget to follow and subscribe on all the platforms so you don't miss any content or episodes. And on that note, come back, be there. <laughs>